Hey, sweetheart. Before I was about to do anything, God said, get up here and talk to you. <laughs> of course, I'm going to do that. Of course, I want to do that. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's so amazing on my end. Ever since I've been like angels, I want to see the most I can see of you guys. I mean, glimpses all over the place. And I know you're encountering things too, but that's not what the purpose of them, you know, on here. Let me just get to the point. God gave me a dream and he answered me without me even asking. He's been giving me answers to things I'm not even asking, but things that just been happening in dreams. That dream is, let me tell you why God keep giving me a dream about this little boy. Because I am created to only be with you. Only you. Never anybody else. And I have a son, David, who was outside of the will of God. But I thank God for his love for my son, his covenant with my son, the anointing upon my son. Even though it was outside his will. And this boy that I'm bringing to pass with you is a promise from God. Because you are a promise from God. So every child we give birth to is in the will of God. And God had me to meditate while I'm talking to you. At the same time while I'm talking to you. You know, the testimony of Sarah and Hagar. Ishmael was not the promise of God. But he's still a child of God. Isaac is. And the anointing can flow freely through Isaac through the covering that God have with his promise due to his plan. With both of them. And God keeps showing me this little boy. And I only could come to you about this. God showed me the things to cast down. The warnings. And the things to look forward to. The prophecies. From God to look forward to. Even the warnings from God. But it's set up to happen when you cast them down. And declare and decree against it. You know what you say be established. And it will never happen. I done seen this little boy. And you know. Two, three months. Outside the womb in the car seat. With that binky in his mouth. I told you. And then God showed me. I was two months pregnant with him. Got a bad doctor's report. You right there. You up, upset. I try to keep it from you. But you know. You knew. And then God showed me him at two. It's like God has showed me his prophecy. And it showed me what was said to be against him. God has showed me his prophecy. And it was said to be against him. And things for me to look out for. And things for me not to do. So I said in the last time when I mentioned to you about him. When I the doctor report one. We had the red gym shorts on. And the devil was trying to attack her back. And I said, I won't even be surprised if God showed you him older. And that's the dream I had the other night when he was nine. Very energetic boy. Very sweet boy. 
I got to really pay attention to him. We have to. I have to let this kid know he's full of excitement. He don't even know how powerful he really is, even as a kid. And God said, he must be with you. You must keep your eye on him. Because he's the type of kid, out of excitement, you go to the store, he sees something he likes, he's going to run off. Wait, come back, you can't run off. He has to always be in your sight. And then God showed me him, you know, from the hospital, sometimes he's going to be not wanting to nurse. The change is going to start happening. He's just going to want to eat spiritual food. See, God going back and forth about this kid that I will first bring forth from you, which is God's promise. A very special anointing upon this little boy. God don't have to talk to me about this little boy like this. But he is. And God answered me last night. He showed me what was the doctor's report. Even though it's, you know, cast down. But God just said, let me just show you what was said to be against him. He, he was fully developed in my womb. Every organ was fully developed. Ready to come. Ready to be born. But size-wise, he wasn't developing properly. He was fully developed mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But far as his physical development, he wasn't. He was small for his size. And then on top of that, God had me to give birth to this boy. He was showing me what was set up to happen. And I was like, he, he, you know, he's so adorable. Everybody want to see him, be around him. Everybody know they don't touch a newborn baby. You know, they're not holding him. But they just want to see him. And he was very mean. He was a mean little boy. He would cry when he hear me say, and he understood so well. He could hear so well. And God said to me, your gifting, your anointing of prophecy comes by your hearing. As much as I'm gifted in my sight, on the same level, your ability is your hearing. You hear so well. You can see, but your hearing is dominant. And he can hear. And he understands so well. It's like, I just pushed this baby out. I'm on my way home. Everybody want to see. I got to see this baby. People don't even know want to see this baby. But he was so mean. Every time I say, oh, you want to see him? He'll turn around. No, I don't want to want to see. I don't want to see anybody. I'm like, how are you able to even comprehend to even turn around from people? He didn't want to be bothered with people. And I'd be like, look, you want to see him? He'd be crying. Ah, no. I don't want to be around anybody. He was very mean. And I wasn't angry at him. I was just like, I didn't understand. Why are you so mean? You don't want to be around people? No. If he could talk, he would have said no. Because it was clearly demonstrated. Every time somebody come around, he turned around. If he, he knows that people want to see him. But, you know, spitefully, he turned around to the, the inside of my chest. No, I don't want to see them. Why are you doing this? You're going to meet this person right here. This is a very special person. This is my friend. You're going to meet them. No. Ah! And get them yelling, crying. Crying from the top of his lungs. I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I just want to be with you. I don't want to get to know anybody. I'm like, why is this little boy so mean? Why does he have a nasty attitude like this? 
You can't be like this, child. He was so nice to me, so loving and affectionate to me, but not to anybody else. To everybody else, he was like, get away from me. He knew I wanted everyone to see, you know, they wanted to meet him. Look, he look. No, no. What is that? Why are you pulling away from people? And I thank God no one noticed it. Because I didn't let them see it. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, I'll be right back. Oh, God. Be nice, little boy. Behave. No, I want to see them. I only want to be with you. You can't live like that. I say, Father, where did that attitude come from? I don't have no attitude like that. He has an attitude problem. And God said, I just want you to know that that won't happen because you lifted him up. And I've given you dreams of his personality from my end beforehand. But I showed you what the enemy had set up to be against your child. It was generational. He can get a very nasty attitude. And I can't have that. So you cast it down. That was the the doctor's report. His physical development with his size and his nasty attitude. That is a bad doctor's report. (laughs) That's a bad report, period. And then God showed me that last night. That was what the enemy had against your child due to the bloodline. And I say, what, Father? What is it? God said, I want you to talk to this man. And I want this man to hear these instructions because he loves you that much and he trusts you. He trusts you. He don't let anybody in his space. Know that. You are in his space. He loves you. He can listen to you. And God said to me about your personality, sweetie, that whoever's in your heart, they got all of you. Your good, you know, your sweetness, your personality, your sense of humor. But those who don't really know you, they don't, they're not going to know you. No, you're sweet to them. You're nice to them. But you're not going to, you know, reveal that side of your personality to them. Like you hear about mine. You didn't know all that at first. Neither did I. God had me to open up. So this is the area where the angel come in that came to me last night at 12 o'clock for you. But this is what supposed to happen. God saying to me so calmly to you, sweetie. You were supposed to listen last night because you were up. But you thought, you know, you assumed. You knew it was for you. But you didn't know what to expect to hear. Ben though you didn't heard it all from me. So you disregarded the episode. But God had you to hear that. So you can meditate and receive the adjustments. So you can receive the breakthrough last, you know, this morning, 12, 7 in the morning. Because you, God said you'd be up late. And he had me to get up at that time, 12 o'clock in the morning. Because you were up enough to hear that. Or you would have gotten up to hear that. Like you normally do if he had me to do that. Whenever he did, 
But this time you disregarded it because you knew it was just for you. And you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what to hear. And God's saying to me, it don't matter what you hear from me. He have you to hear all of me because he want you to address it to him. Father, I'm hearing her in these areas where she's crying out for my body. Father, release unto her the strength that she needs to keep her mind on you. I know it's new to her. I know I witnessed it. I encountered it. I had to go through that process as well. And I have progressed in that process. But now I see she also is going through the same. I give it to you. No matter what God had you to hear, he had you to hear. That's called being available, being faithful, being consistent. You're not consistent if you choose what episode to hear. When God literally told me to say to you, hear them all. Because I'm preparing for such a way to be with only you in such a way. You got to hear the good. You got to hear the not so good. Because you know what to do regarding it all. You cannot choose and pick. Or should I say pick and choose what you think is best for you to hear? No. It has to be what it is. But what God had me to to say to you, you heard now. But what you're supposed to hear now from the last episode, you chose to hear this morning. What you supposed to heard earlier this morning because you would have received a breakthrough would keep me from saying what I'm about to say now. You cannot assume anymore. God said you are very cautious. You are very cautious about who you let in. You're cautious about what you think about. You're cautious about how you spend your money. You're cautious about your well-being. You are very cautious. But you hear the freedom in me. You hear the growth in me. You hear Quenisha's weaknesses. You hear Quenisha's faults. You hear Quenisha being, you know, renewed. You hear me being open before God. You hear the ouches would feel so good to receive the growth, becoming better. You hear Quenisha's challenges. And God said, you hide a lot of that. You hide a lot of it. You're hiding a lot of it. God showed me you in a wall, a corner of a wall, and you peep behind the corner of the wall. God said, a lot of areas in your past you don't want me to ever know about. You won't even tell me your deepest, darkest secret. Because you want to just start right where you are and go further from there. But God want to address those things that's inside that need to come out and they are called issues. Because this child God showed me last night that the enemy has set up against them. But because you prayed and not prayed, thank God for you listening. Because two is better than one. And when two or three are gathered, there he is. Because that was generational on your end. He picked up your attitude. See, you growing and you grew a lot far as your attitude. But we have to teach a child in the way they should go. He's born with it, but we have to teach him how to come up out of that. See, we're born anointed, but God got to put a word to what you're called. He got to put people in your path to show you the way. So he don't know the way unless we show him. So he's born with an attitude due to your generation. Due to you. He didn't want to be bothered. He wanted to isolate himself. 
Or the person really want to be bothered what was me. Because I was there. Holding him. His mother. I would see all his fun side. His everything. His laughter. And no one else. He would show it with no one else. And he did it on purpose. I know I can smile to them. But I don't want to. I choose not to. No. I know what to say. But I choose to say this. This is how I feel. And I was like, Father, that couldn't have came from me. God said, no, it come from him. But you came together and you cast it down. And that would never happen. Because I showed you your child at nine. And then I gave you a warning, Quenisha. You must remain calm. Somewhere between one and nine. Or even just at the age of him being nine. I got, you know, not calm. Because I saw what he was doing. And he wasn't doing things on purpose. He's just very daring. He's fearless. He's bold. He would try to do anything. He knew clippers was for to cut. I use clippers. Oh, my son, I use clippers. And I would never have him in my child reach. But in that dream, God, he was in his, he got him. He got him. It don't matter. He could have gotten a chair and climbed to get him. He got him. And he looked at me because he didn't see him doing nothing wrong. He just went across his head with the clippers. It's like he was seeing what he could get away with. Because he know not to do that. But he didn't have an attitude. That's what I meant to say when he didn't do wrong. He didn't have an attitude. Because I wouldn't raise him that way. Very happy, just doing what you're not supposed to do happily. And when I panicked, he panicked. And when I calmed, he calmed. So God is telling me, he's warning me, how you be, this child going to respond to that. Period. And I thank God for showing me about how special this boy is. I don't go and broadcast this. This is only to you. And I'm not the only woman who's in the will of God prepared for the man of God who got to show a woman a promise like this. There are other women too. I read about them in the Bible. Elizabeth, Mary. Giving birth to anointed special children for a special assignment. He is God's promise to you for me. He's the first one. He's not the only one. But he is the first promise. As an offspring from you. That has been restored. Because if you think about it. If I married you then. He would have been about nine. And God restored all of that back again. It was like what year? I joined in 2007. Same year my son was born. 
And then you, you know, I don't know, was it 2009, 2010? It was very early. We were very young in our 20s. We're in our 30s, mid-30s. We're still young, thank God. always be restored no matter what age we are 50s we're still young 60s we're still young and it's amazing how God showed me the age of him as if he was here but God showed me the sense of it being in the future because it has been restored And I'm only sharing with you because you must know because you're a part of this. This is, you know, you're a kid too. God could have showed me the next child and a child after that. He just given me a number regarding our children. I told you once, I'm not going to say it again. I'd rather just demonstrate all of this. At first it freaked me out, but I'm getting used to it. I just thank God for the favor of him showing me about this kid as much. This first boy. I was like, God, hold on now. You know, you telling me all this. You know, when it happened, you don't let them don't let them say, you know, it's a girl. This man, you know, he hearing me. You know, telling him, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do me like that. <laughs> God said, no. You hear it right. You know what you're hearing. You understand? It's a very special boy from two special parents. And my son David is very special. But he's not your biological son. Hallelujah. And God kept my womb for conceiving any other child. Because he favored us, us that much. You found me after I had David. And it couldn't have been no more. Now that you know who I am. And God made it that way. I can only give birth with you ever again. It can never be outside of you. Hallelujah. God showed me his personality. He's very, he's not afraid of anything. That's why I have to keep my eye on him. He's very daring. And I'm good at that. And God prepared me for that. He showed me what to do. Very affectionate kid. And once I calmed down, I said, I can fix it, sweetie. I can fix it. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. I'm going to fix it. And he laid in my, you know, he, you know, just fell in my arms. I was knee level with him. On my knees, on his level. And he just, you know, fell in me and just, okay. Okay, mom, thank you. Just to feel the child that I haven't even conceived yet. My God. I could imagine. I could imagine what the other women felt. And the dreams that they encountered. Because I am not the only one. And I know I'm not. 
But things like this, you don't say. That's why you don't hear. You can testify after, but sometimes I feel like it's just best to just stay within. But God had me to come to you. Because we had to, when we prayed against it and by you receiving the healing, that, you know, attitude that he got from you, it's, you know, it seized. You know, it went away. And every attack the enemy had against him, it went away. God showed me I'm older. There's nothing wrong with this kid. Perfectly healthy. Just very energetic. And that part come from me. Very bold. That part come from me. (laughs) And he's very cute. And that come from us. Hallelujah. Looks like both of us. I thank God that my son David can help assist me in minor things like go and grab and go do because I must treat this child as God see this child special not better than but special the same as I do with David if David knew what was about to happen He would jump up and down because all he ever wanted was my mom to love and someone to love my mom and me to have siblings. But now he's old enough to understand as a teenager, mom must be married. And now he realized, oh, I don't have no siblings and she was married, but I didn't like that man. So that don't count. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't ever have to introduce him about you or talk to him about you baby stepping with you anymore last week I was like I showed him again a video I said you remember so he won't forget because I don't want him to just be like I for- oh yeah oh now I remember no I want your mind to be refreshed he's like mom how can I ever forget I can't forget him I remember and he keep looking at me like you like him <laughs> get out of here son if I get the belt <laughs> oh god <laughs> I won't get the belt no <laughs> But don't, no, you're a kid. Stay in that. You know, don't even look at me like that. Bye. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God, me to share that. Don't be cautious. You're cautious with your spending. You're cautious with everything. You have to be open to be led to do whatever. You have to be a risk taker. And God said to me, Quenisha, you are not just at fault. Because before you you falsely married this man, you know, it was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years before. I mean, excuse me, after nine years, ten years after you saw that he was trying to pursue you. But before I married the wrong man, you know, three years before that, I was doing things I wasn't supposed to do. I stopped coming to church. But I wasn't married. And even at times I was disregarding you, you was just letting me walk away. You was letting it be, God saying to me. And you have to be a risk taker. You cannot let your promise walk away. You cannot let your promise depart from you. I'm not saying it's your fault. But during the times you know who I was and I was near you, you chose to say nothing. And do nothing about it. You didn't do nothing about it. 
physically. You sat there and watched me fall. You knew that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. You didn't reach out. You cannot fulfill without me. So actually you pretty much given up. Because you thought that you lost me. So you given up pretty much. It may didn't look like it, but you actually given up on your purpose. Because I am a part of it. And God is sharing all that with me. Yeah. You cannot be afraid to take risks, sweetie. You cannot be afraid to be daring. You know. You cannot be peeping around the corner. Meaning that you're looking at me from afar. You're looking at my stories. You're looking at my page. You're seeing things. That's peeping. Because you're silent. But here come God on the favor on your end. Because he favored you. Enjoy this time of fasting and praying corporately. But when the fast is over. I'm going to speak to him in ways. But he got to be a risk taker. I'm not going to just say things and he don't do what I say because then that's going to be that he's being disobedient. It's going to put him in a predicament to rob himself. And I favor my son. I don't want to rob himself. So I'm going to be quiet till he's mature enough to be able to receive. Then he got to stop being so cautious. You're very cautious with your walk. You're very cautious with your well-being. You're thinking about what you got to do to prepare for me. What do you have to offer me? And you feel on top of the world like you, Jack, you good. But I'm good because God good. So what do you have to offer me? Scratch out the materials. Scratch out even our well-being. What do you have to offer me? I'm in a room with you by ourselves. Ourselves. What do you have to offer me? It must be you. It must be you. It can only be you. All of you. Because that's what I have to offer me. All of me. And you're going to have all of me. When I'm joined with you. And I'm not just talking about physically. You're going to have all of my attention. All of me. My best. My best attitude. How I present myself before you. How I conduct myself around you and others. I know the difference from Q at home and Q out and about with you in ministry. I know the part of the ministry when I'm at home with you. And the part to release out into the world with you. And I would never confuse the two. That's why God only had me in those ways to only talk to you. But this right here is what, you know, you know what to release and what to keep. Yes, you are trustworthy. I feel it. I see it. Yes, I love that. Yeah, turn me on. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I'm still turned on. <laughs> they ain't going away. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I know how to handle it like you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to get stuck looking at you. Let me not say that because it's easy to say if I haven't seen you. But let me just get off that subject. You understand? Stay focused. Because when I talk about you, I go far. I do. I do. I do. God got to help me bring it back home. 
And look how quick I came back home. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Thank you, Father, for the adjustments, the process, the progress. Thank you so much. So much bigger than just how I feel about you. It's how I feel about you being a, a used vessel to bring others back to God. Helping me raise these children. Taking care of the home, making sure it's ran well. Even though I'm outside the home, I'm still making sure inside the home, while I'm there, still ran as if I'm inside, even though I'm outside. And I do that so well. I'm doing that. I've been doing that my whole life. All my life, I had to do that. Go. Seriously, I'm really good at it. But it takes, you know, adjustments. And I've been getting better and better and better. Not for you, for myself. I'm not getting myself toned for you. It's for myself. But I honor you that much not to have you to see that. That's something lacking. No, you want to see the best of Q. You you work the best of me. So you are also a part of me thinking of, you know, adjust, making adjustments to become better for me, to walk beside you, becoming a better mother to walk beside you without children, giving, sowing beside you. If God say give, you can't be like, baby, we got to, we got to pay this, you know, we got to wait for this. If God say it, we got to do it. That's amazing how your grandmother came in my bedroom, never seen a picture of this lady, but my spirit man knew exactly who she is. Pink blazer, long pink skirt. But look in her 30s. Very classy woman. But at the same time, very serious. Make sure that you always tithe. Promise me that. And she was speaking about when I joined with you, because I'm already a tither right now, myself individually. But make sure it remains when I come with you in our home. Because she's still reaping her benefits from her tithing while she was here. She could have, I don't know who else she done came to, but I know she came to me. And I'm only saying that to you. I don't want nobody else to know that. No. Whoever knows that, I mean, it's okay, but don't tell nobody else. Because to me, that's like, you know, I'm just, I just received, you know, being, you know, not freaked out about that. Because he could have had my grandmother, who I'm used to seeing throughout my life. When I'm messing up, she comes, you know, get it together. But yours came on a whole nother level. Didn't even meet this lady. Don't even know this lady. But she know me. I even asked her many a times, what's your name? And all kinds of names come to my mind. I don't know if though none of them. If one of them could be it, none of them. Because her, her purpose is, it doesn't matter what my name is. It only matters why I'm here. But you can call me your friend. I'm here with you. She sat with me doing that divorce. Come on, who does that? You know? Or anytime I gave spiritual birth, she was there in my bedroom. And she said, what makes you think I'm going to miss the natural births? Oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm there for the wedding. I'm there your entire life. I'm there. I'm there. 
She's like a midwife to me. Very experienced at whatever I'm about to walk in. She's experienced in those areas. And God showed her. She knows. Everybody in the kingdom knows what you're about to do in your family. And she becomes my family when I marry you. But in the kingdom, we are all family. And she already see me that way. She was like, God couldn't have chosen a better woman for my grandson than you. And vice versa with him. Because you are blessed with a great man. Talk to him the way how God talks to him. Talk to him on God's level. Talk to him. Treat him how God treats him on God's level. Therefore, you will know what to always say and what to always do. And she's saying these things right now while I'm talking to you. From the kingdom. You think she's not watching? She is watching. And I did not want to say that to you, sweetie, on your page that day. I was like, man, this man already being mean to me. You know what I'm saying? Giving everybody kids and likes. He didn't give me nothing. I ain't, you know, I ain't doing this. He's, a, he's just a mean man. You understand? But I understand you receiving a healing. You know? i never been like that before. See, that's my strength. Somebody can defile me and I hug them right after. I never retaliated on nobody. I never had them feel less of, you know... Now I have arguments. Come on now. I have fought, of course. But, you know, overall, my strength is forgiveness and mercy. Because I didn't retaliate back when you were retaliating with me, did I? Not once. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yeah. I did once. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But you didn't know it, though. You didn't know it, but I did, though. I was pissed. Our sister in Christ, I was pissed. You know what he did? Get on my nerves. Hey, him. Oh, God. I said, if he was married and he, he talked like that, we'd be at home fighting. And I would never forget the look she got on her face. Fighting? What? That's not something you would say. That's not something you would do. What do you mean? Well, she was quiet, but her eyes got different, like fighting. I didn't expect you to say that. I said, if I wouldn't marry him in the past with his mouth like this right now, we'd be at home fighting. Because he got a mouth on him. His mouth vicious, man. <laughs> and she would never get into detail about anything. Because she'd know it's not her place. But all she did was politely say to me. <laughs> with no cut costs. <laughs> no cut costs. You, you know. I mean. You didn't want what God had for you. You didn't want God's plan. You didn't want God's will. You chose, you know, another plan. So, you know, you got to go through the process. In other words, you can't blame him for being upset. But the thing is, sweetheart, I felt the same way too until God set me down. You weren't supposed to ever be upset. Because in position, you walk in love. In position, you be merciful regarding what someone do to you. At that moment, I was Murray Magdalene, pleading for mercy not to be stoned. And I was stoned emotionally. Yeah, but guess what? I have failed you, wronged you in so many ways. And look at God now. That's the purpose of what I'm saying. Look at us now. I was so, I was like, when your grandmother said, let my grandson know that, you know, I'm here and, you know, he's going to receive fresh revelations of knowledge and all these things. I'm like, I'm not saying that to this man. I'm not doing that. 
He's mean. He's not going to receive it. He's going to probably cuss me out and have the whole world to see like he normally do. He just told someone to take their advertisement off his page or he's going to remove it. Now, imagine what he's going to say to me. Do it. I'm not doing that, ma'am. Do it. And I did. And your comment was pretty much like, you made a comment overall, but it was sideways to me. You thought I was trying to win you over from the woman who thought that you think or thought that you were the man for her. Like I'm trying to win your, you know, approval more on my end. By mentioning your grandmother. And that's how Holy Spirit, and that's how your grandmother had me to perceive. After I released it. After I read your comment. Why can you say that? Was she trying to get bragging points? She trying to have me to show me, you know, prove herself as being my wife by mentioning my grandmother? Yeah, that's what happened. Am I wrong? No, because Holy Spirit don't lie to you. That's how you perceived it. And that's why you made that comment. And that's why I got pissed because that was the opposite. I was just being obedient. I don't have to ever win you over. You know who I am just as much as I know who you are. Hallelujah. I will only release what God had me to. And I said, God, after that day, I said, God, you got to give me other ways because it it won't be like that. Please. Please. Because everybody is not receptive. I I don't have time for it. I really don't, Father. Please find me another way because you can do it in any way, shape or form. Not that way with him. Please. I was so pissed at you. He think I'm getting bragging points? What? If I wanted you, I would have been, I was so pissed. I could have had you. I was saying all of that. But I thank God that I matured from that. Because I cannot have, you know, only you can get me to that point. No one ever got me angry. In their presence, you got me angry. And I let, the, I let our sister know, you know, he just keep getting me angry. You can't be letting things, people get to you. And why are you even getting upset, period? I remember the entire conversation. And I'm not going to mention it because it was between me and her and not not of you. You understand? I know how much to release and how much to keep. And then the rest is for me to keep. But thank God for her just being honest. Like, you know, you ain't want it. You ain't want them. Pretty much you ain't want them then. You know, he wanted it. Your God. Oh God. And that's how you saw it, sweetie. Oh, now you want me? No, you must wait. Time ready. Whole time in love with me. Just pissed off. But I, we had to cast out your attitude down. And I had to cast my temper down. But the little boy that we would give birth to later, he didn't have a temper. He had an attitude. He had your attitude. And he was doing it like, I know what I supposed to say, but I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I want them to know how I feel. I don't want to be bothered. So they're going to know I don't want to be bothered. And he was just coming out the womb with this kind of attitude. I was so embarrassed. Like, you can't be like this. You're too adorable to be like this. 
As soon as I tell somebody to come and meet him, you want to come and meet Come see him. They're like, oh my God, there he is. Oh, cute, you had the baby. He turned around on him. I want you to see me. Oh my God. You understand? I thank God that we cast that down. Yeah. You know? Stop being so cautious. Okay? Stop being cautious when it comes to spending. So, 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 how God have you to sow? How God have you to sow? Not how you try to tell God how you're going to sow. You are really big on your well-being. And this is what the angel also said to me. You have what I need on the outside. I have what you need on the inside. And as one, we are better together. See, you got all the answers to resources and, you know, the, the, the knowledge about, you know, how to release the word, you know, as in theology wise, you know, with the scriptures and how to word things better and use things in better text and all of that. Even in grammar and you're good at everything on the outside, you know. You're good at micromanaging money. You're good. God said you're good with money. How to handle money. And I need that help. Because I don't spend money on myself. I need, you know, your knowledge to do with God's help with it. You understand? God said you're really good at marketing money. Investments and things like that, which I know nothing about. <laughs> and God said a lot of things you would just have it, you know, you handle it and you just, you know, leave that off of me. That's you good. I got this part. You good. I'm not gonna put nothing on you. I got it. But we're a team. So you must teach me. God said you're very mindful how you spend. You don't just spend, spend, spend. You rather save. So do I. And that's where I come in. It's a time to give and it's a time to keep. Time to give, time to receive. And Father said, me on the inside, spiritually, you know, Father said, emotionally, that's where I help you. How to express yourself openly. How to get out your feelings. Not to take things so offensive. You are very good man. But if somebody who don't really know you come and tell you about yourself, oh, you're going to let them know. I'll never forget when you mentioned, you know, it, God will have it mentioned to me what need to be addressed to me so I can go to him regarding it by going to you. Because he would send me, if I go to him, straight to you. Because he know how you're listening to me on this podcast. And you said out loud on your page, <laughs> For everyone to hear. <laughs> to whoever you were talking to. Just because I put it on my status. Don't mean I'm talking to you. Whoa. That could have been inboxed. <laughs> he wanted everybody to know. There is somebody out here. Who just came at him wrong. And he coming back. No we can't do that. God said, you're easy to adapt places, but I'm more easier to adapt than you. 
Because I done been places, you know, where many people won't go. Places that, you know, people living environment is a lot different. For example, when I was in a specific place, no place name or nothing mentioned, and they didn't have any toilets. So they had to dig holes, and you have to stoop and use the bathroom like that with straw around you like a teepee. And when the hole gets filled, you have to cover it up with mud and make another hole. So imagine how many holes is around that home if you got a whole, you know, a lot of people there. And you build your home from that same dirt. So the home going to smell like feces. Because you're using the same dirt to form clay with feces that you're digging out the ground. That, that dried up and became just like dirt. And you have been familiar. I mean, you became, you know, used to that smell. because That's all you grew up smelling in that part. It's like that. But from an outsider, that's the first thing you smell when you get there. And that's why I have so many flies around. I had like 30 flies on me at one time sitting down. Because flies are attracted to that. And that's all you smell. See, I was easy to eat there, adapt there, and have them not feel any kind of way. But you must, when you come with me, when we are one, be the same. You cannot stand up by the door. People got roaches. You cannot stand up by the door feeling uncomfortable or being outside. I can't go in there. I just can't go in there. But you would love the minister, but some things you would, if you uncomfortable, it's going to look like it, basically. And sweetheart, you can't enforce me. You can't enforce me. Go. No. You got to adopt. God said, you know very well what it's like to abate and abound. You know very well what it's like to have and not have. Don't forget where you come from. And you won't. Because you have two different lifestyles from your hometown and here. Hallelujah. So as my help, I see change popping. My God. I see change popping. God said, you thought that when I came back, all the healing was in my direction. You was on this podcast to hear my healing and hear, but God was using you to hear the areas that you also know you need to open up and let God heal you in. But you just kept looking at me because I don't want turned around. I don't want married the wrong man. I don't want this, 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 and that. But how many years has it been before, prior, how many years prior before I got married that you just let me be? Without saying anything. And you have no problem with opening up your mouth. We used to message all the time on Facebook. Why did you stop? It was like eight years before I got married to the wrong, the wrong man. Why did you stop? Why did you let me slip through your fingers like that? Guess what? It would never happen again. I won't allow that. But I want you to be standing where you won't allow that either. Because you giving up on me, you quitting on me, is you quitting on you. So you just been sitting there giving God praise, worshiping, but not able to go any further until I got in position. Because it cannot be done without me. So you have to know that it, you want your purpose. You want to fulfill and bring souls back. Well, you must have showed that with me. By showing me your consistency as to how much you honor me 
to make sure we both stay standing. You cannot ever give up on me. You've given up on me. No matter if you prayed or not, physically you have given up on me. It happened. I can't rewrite it and make it worded differently. Many others share the same testimony. Many others have different testimonies similar and some not er in areas, if you get what I'm saying. Some was like, "Uh uh-uh, I can't do it. I can't let this person slip away. I got to do something. I got to say something. You, You chose not. And now you're thinking that it's just me receiving a healing. You need it just as much. The adjustments, you need them just as much, if not more. Don't you ever think I'm more anointed than you, I'm more special or more powerful than you. Don't ever see me above you. Sometimes you feel intimidating. I mean, intimidation. I'm not saying now, but you have. And that's why you thought you had to impress me. To show me that you are worth having me. Because you see my level of, you know, anointing. But you got to know that you are created already to be the head over me. So I need you. I need you, not you pretending to be. I don't need your car. I don't need your place. I don't need your food. I don't need, I need God. But far as a mate, what God put in you for me to have, to need, I need. Not what you're able to bring me materialistically. That we will enjoy, even what I bring to you as the time goes. But I need you. Before we go any further together, I must have to have you. You have to present yourself before God to show him you're ready for me. You're not going to be staggering when it comes to opening up. You have to be my best friend. You became my best friend. I have to be your best friend. You have to tell me, be comfortable around me with everything that you do. You cannot hide things from me just for me to see all the good things or, you know, hiding other things. No, everything must come out now. Nothing must ever be hidden or there be something missing. Locking or broken. God didn't have me to eat until I talked to you right now. And I'm very okay with that. Hallelujah. You have to you can't be afraid to be bold with me. When God send me places. You can't be bold to prepare with me for what God's about to do with us. You can't be afraid to lay hands. Open up blind eyes. You cannot be nervous to do that. You can't be nervous to go and cast out devils. That was the places he sent me. And we cannot have the attitude to broadcast it because God used us in such a way. He's using everybody in such a way. We're no better than nobody. You know your worth, but you consider your worth sometimes due to, you know, what you have to offer me far as my well-being. And I appreciate that. But I'm in love with you. You. 
And you know that by now. I want you. Hallelujah. I need you. So during this time in the presence of God, I want you to confess in your mouth, out of your mouth, excuse me, Father, what are the things that's in me need to come out? But you must be honest about yourself in your confessions. And you know what those things are. A lot of times you put on an image. You don't want no one to see, you know, behind the closed doors. I understand that. But when it comes to me, you must show me who you really are. I'm marrying you. So what's not supposed to be there, it must come out now. Or God won't have me to marry you. Because he's not going to have me to marry you. He favor his daughter. He's not going to have me to marry you when those things come out. No, they got to come out before we marry. You heard mine. You hear mine. I'm getting it out. You got to get yours out. To become better. To receive. You can't receive me that way. You have to receive me as the new you. So what's old that's there? Do you still have an attitude? Do you feel like you're better than people in some areas because of what you have? Are you still angry at me for anything? Do you even really forgive me? I mean, things like that. Are you open with me? Are you embarrassed about anything? Oh, are you easy to get embarrassed about anything? I talked to you. God had me to open up about everything. I have no cut costs anymore. But just certain things I just wouldn't do around you. Now, you know, I wouldn't pass gas around. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, wait. No. And if I have to do other things, you know, I know how to, you know, take care of that. I tell you to, you know, go, go to the store where I go use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. I wouldn't do that. No. But I would definitely keep air freshener in the house. Yeah. And that goes for everybody. I don't want to smell anybody. I only want to smell myself. And I'm that comfortable to say that to you. How would that be? I live with you. And I got used to bathroom. And, and what am I going to do? I, I don't want you got You got to leave. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you to leave home. You understand? You got to be that comfortable. As, as comfortable as I am with you, you got to be that comfortable with me. Tell me any and everything. And some things you're like, nah, I ain't doing that. You got to. I'm your best friend. Hallelujah. Don't be so cautious. Don't be so afraid to take risks. And God will tell you exactly what risk to take. You don't have to ever worry about it. Am I standing when I'm supposed to be moving? Trust me. God will tell you. Like he told you, I'm your wife. Go get her. You were so persistent. Where is it now? Enjoy the fast right now. I don't mean persistent as to come and get me, but knowing that you take risks. You took risks then. Take them now, even more. Being led by God, that is. Being led by God, that is. God, what do you want me to do? But I'm going to tell you right now what he is saying. Enjoy this corporate fast. Be, be where you are getting everything up out before February 1st. And that's what I'm saying. I love you. Greater seems in us. It's time for me to throw down. <laughs> that he's in the world. I released the word, Father. <laughs> I'm just playing, sweetie. I love you. 
enjoy as I enjoy the consecration.